Now we return you to the test card and some music. Pilot Take 90, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows, past and present. He is Jed Shepard. And the guy's Rob Jelly, otherwise known as Rob, Rob Jelly the Third. <laughs> Has anyone else called you that yet? No, but it, it will. will catch on, mate. It will. It will catch on. <laughs> and it was it, um, oh, do you know what it was? Someone's, uh, someone I work with is listening to the podcast and um, quite a long way back, but they're making their way through it. Hi, Paul. Um, he turned around and said, do you always sing Jed's name at the end of the podcast? And I went, oh, have we only just started doing that then? <laughs> and it was like, he's only on like either 13 or 14 things. Is that when we started? We've been doing it, mate, for about 18 months. I thought we did it from episode one. No, no, it, did didn't, we not? it didn't come in straight oh. in. Because I think it was off the back of us doing a cartoon that Maybe. made you think of... Is it? The, it's not the Mickey Mouse thing, is it? What's, it is the Mickey Mouse Club song. It is song, the Mickey yeah. Mouse Club song, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, it, <laughs> so it now turns out I went, yeah, but we'd sing mine as well eventually. So, we're going <laughs> brace yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Talking to Mickey Mouse, um, mm-hmm. you've got an interesting t shirt on Pluto. Yeah, did, did you know why uh, Mickey's peed off at Pluto? This is going to be a joke. Yeah. Because. <laughs> 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 might have to bleed that. <laughs> oh. Please, can we not have any more of this? But I've had, I've no. had quite a week. As I've explained to you already before Tell we started. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. The very abridged version of this story is that on the on my radio show, uh, my BBC Essex radio show, I have had some wonderful guests in the past, and uh, only yesterday I was speaking to JJ Burnell of the Strangers. Brilliant bands. Uh, Stranglers, sorry. Um, so wonderful chat we was having a good old chinwag we only had a set 15 minute slot we was chatting away I was asking him where, you know, if there's anywhere in the world they haven't played yet they'd like to play after all these years um, and I said what about the you know, UK is there anyone anywhere you've not been in the UK that maybe you're going on this tour in 2019 he said yeah he said um I said, you have to edit this bit out. And I'm thinking, well, I say that all the time when I fluff a line yeah. up. I'm well, always it's a like, joke, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a kind of running joke of, oh, it's okay, it's not live. You know, we all agreed it yeah. is, but we make the joke. But this was live, right? This was live, right, okay. and he didn't obviously realise that because his next line involved him explaining he couldn't understand why there was a certain four-letter word which um, is very rarely used and should certainly be rarely used um, in the middle of the town of Scunthorpe. I'll let you work it out from here. Yeah. Yes, he said it. In as crystal clear words as you can humanly imagine. On the BBC. On the BBC at 20 past two on a Wednesday afternoon. C-bomb. Yeah, C-bombed it proper. I've never had anyone swear on the radio in 10 years. And he went for the, the and hardest I'm, I'm, word. I mean, we've literally gone straight to the top, haven't we? You know, I've not even had a, a, a crap or anything like that. Or no. any bees or anything like that. No, just I've, a, had a, I've, had, I've had a couple on Phoenix. So I you? had a couple, yeah. Didn't really care to, but yeah. But I mean, I obviously I immediately apologise. What do you do? So you heard him say it. What's what's running through your mind? Nothing. At that point? I just just apologise. I just went, whoa, JJ, you can't say. You j- I'm so so sorry. You, you can't say things like that. It's the BBC. I I I do apologise. What did he say? Right? And he went, oh, I am so sorry, but I wanted to say that all day. And I was like, <laughs> thanks for waiting to be in the radio. I was, I was like, the thanks BBC. for being, thanks for waiting to be live with me. Anyway, moving on. I said, Brilliant. in February you've got your gig, Brilliant. and we just got on with it. We well, made the apology. And I mean, it's all you can do. It's live. Can you cut that out as a as a as a yes? And and please send it to me. I want that as my ringtone for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I can do that for you. I can do that oh, for you. Yeah. Brilliant. So that, I, I mean, I've had a really great week. In, you know, I've had some amazing guests. So a guy called Arkansas Dave. You've had some amazing bands on. Yeah. On your uh, on your Instagram, you put videos every day yep. uh, of bands you've had on. You have some amazing bands. Yeah, we've had some really really great talent on the show. Even this early stage of 2019, it's been it's been it's been since October since I've been doing the afternoons, and I'm only doing it for a little while. Um, well, you know, sort of six months or so. Um, yeah, we just had some incredible live music, and it and it's just reassuring and refreshing to know that there is that music out there. Because yeah. I think a lot of people do get disillusioned with new music being a bit naff, mm-hmm. um, and I appreciate that you know a lot of the chart music and a lot of radio stuff is of the same ilk. Yeah, but honestly, if you get a chance to find you know a, a sort of smaller station that's going to do some sort of independent unsigned artists, give it a listen. There might be some rubbish on there, but honestly, you'll find some absolute gems. Yeah. We've had some great acts on. I've got someone lovely on tomorrow as well, yeah. which is a week ago from this podcast now. So apologies, you can catch up on the BBC right. Sounds website. But the Wandering Hearts are wonderful. Yeah, you played with some of them, oh, um, and they really did a, they did a cover of uh, "Wonder of You" by Elvis, which I honestly, hand on heart, believe might be better than the original. Oh, big words. Big I words, know, Mr. I Jenny. know. I made that statement this afternoon on the show, but I'm serious. You listen to it. If it doesn't make the hairs on every part of your body stand, there's something wrong with you. Wow, I'm excited just, just thinking about it. It's it, Honestly, it's beautiful. Nice. It's, it's breathtaking, actually, is the word. Yeah. Breathtaking. Uh, they're really lovely people as well, so it's great to have a chat nice. with them and, and have some life. I love it. I mean, it's the best part of my job. And there's lots, I mean, there's no bad parts in, in fairness. I mean, yeah. I get to talk between songs and hang out with great people every day, which is a pleasure. Yeah. Um, but to have live music as well, because for me, like, it's been really hard for the last five years since doing all the early stuff to go and see gigs. Because yeah. you can't stay out until 10 o'clock at night because you have to get up at 2.30 in the morning. When you go to gigs, are you like, do you try and ask questions? You're like, why aren't they answering? Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, when's the new album out? Guys, we're live here. <laughs> Wait. I want to know what your favourite song is. What is your favourite song featuring a mandolin? What are your biggest influences? Yeah. Who writes the songs first? They never answer. <laughs> they never do. But how about you? You good? Yeah, good. Um, what have I been doing? So my, I think next week, the uh, album uh, that I put out on cassette, um, that's sitting over there. Is it a pink one? Yeah, 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 the, the pink one. Um, By the lovely Nina Nesbitt. Nina Nesbitt. Good, you know, I had an absolute blank there, so I'm really glad he said that. <laughs> would have been so bad. That's out on Monday, or possibly next Friday. Or poss- it's out soon. Yeah. Imminently. Yeah. Actually, when this comes out, it's probably out two days later, so okay. on Friday. And um, yeah, she loves it. The funny thing is, um, I didn't hear anything from her, and I went onto her IG and her Twitter. She's going mad for it. She's like, amazing, uh, it's so pretty, I want to eat it, these these tapes I made. And I'm just like, well, say that to me. You know what? Like, <laughs> say it to me. Like, send me an email saying, hey, Jed, really love tapes, want to eat them. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and, and everyone underneath it in the comments is just like, amazing, who made these? Um, and I'm like, it's me. me, it was me. Put the emoji with the arm up in the air. <laughs> me. <Yeah. laughs> I made these, um, but no, it's it's, it's really good when an artist like likes because sometimes you don't see that bit because like, yeah. you're going through a manager or you're going through yeah, of course. an agent or you're going through like a record label. So it's good to see, it's good when when bands like promote these things. Um, hmm. Yeah, and there's a bunch of other cool bands. Did one for Milk Teeth recently. Uh, got a few more coming out uh, in the next week or so. Um, got some really big ones actually coming out. Um, hopefully doing a re-release of a very popular album that came out last year. Ooh. Waiting to hear about that for 
pretty much the biggest band around right now. Wow. Yeah, which is really good. So I'm waiting for that. Um, and then also, um, because like I'm the kind of person that if I want something, I'll just try and do it. Yep. So there's this particular artist. I'm not going to say who because I don't want to jinx it. It's an artist that I, I absolutely love. They're quite underrated, but I, I, they released an album in 2014, which just blew me away. Um, just the quality is so good, but no one talks about them that much. So I got in touch with their with their record label and was like, "Look, like I know you probably don't give a two hoots about this particular person anymore, um, but I do, and I want to release this album that you didn't promote. Basically, I didn't say this to them that you spent no money on the marketing for, um, and like try and like make people like celebrate this album again." Yeah. Um, and they were like, and I thought they were just gonna go, go away, Jed. But luckily, like someone I know has has, has moved to that record label and just like, yep, we'll, we'll we'll attempt to do it. So. Yeah, fingers What's crossed this space? Yeah, it's going to be big. Um, yeah, besides that, just doing film stuff. It's too many to mention. Yeah, um, I know. You're always... You're, <laughs> the list of things you've got going on at one yeah. time is is remarkable. You are one of the most multitasking people I know. Yeah. It's it's well, quite frightening. We, I, think, I think we both are. And I think you sometimes have to be because it's better to throw a lot of s at the wall and see what sticks <laughs> then I was, seriously, seriously it's this, catching. this week i'm so, is it me is it me or something is, <laughs> it, it, it must be me it's that scarf mate um you my scarf alone <laughs> yeah but you know well like yeah you never you do, know yeah, gonna, absolutely yeah, yeah i think so. you do have to keep your fingers in many pies as well so that's it's good to have your hand across a lot of uh, different projects which is good so and of course this one the pilot exactly, podcast exactly. Um, the which you're um, to right now if uh, by chance you've um skipped a couple of episodes or whatnot uh, we are now on spotify i don't know if that yes, helps any particular listeners out who want to subscribe on spotify and some such. people hate itunes they just they don't do. like itunes so. and that's you know that's each to their own yeah you could actually find pilot on pretty much every podcast streaming service now yep. i've checked um, one that we are on is uh, TuneIn Radio. Do you know we're are on we that? really? We're on TuneIn Radio. So it's gracious me. Yeah, I was just like, I wonder if we're on this. Yeah, we are. Weirdly, hey. So there, there you go. Any particular fans of TuneIn? There <laughs> yeah. we are. We're on that as well. So you don't have to listen if you're listening via iTunes begrudgingly. You can swatch, <laughs> switch over to whatever. Well, one. you can listen to your show, your BBC show. Yep. On TuneIn Radio, right? Yeah, you can. Yeah. And then you can just straight away listen to uh, the pilot podcast. That's Brilliant. like a win-win. Yeah. For everyone. Or, or you might delete the app. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Shall we move on? Shall we get on with the episode? Let's because we are 10 format. weeks away from being 100 episodes old. We need to do something for the 100th episode, Rob. Yeah. We're, we're, we'll do something. We'll have cake, or at least. You know, minimum. I don't eat cake. Can we have oh. ice cream instead? Yeah. And jelly. Well, I'm jelly, so I'll bring the ice cream. I'll be ice cream. Done. Deal. Sorted. There you go. Well, that's the 100th episode sorted. <laughs> yeah. Let's sort out the 90th episode, which yeah. is, of course, two more shows to go on the on the big league table. Will they make the top 50? We'll find out in the that's next half an hour or so. Right, yeah. um, I'm going to go first this week. Perfect, so? Uh, no, I'm not decided. Really? Yeah, you can go Shall first. Shall I go first? Well, I think my episode this week is going to be a right cracker. <laughs> because... I should, have, I should have seen that coming. I'm so sorry. Uh, this week, I am talking about, with my friend Rob, the pilot episode... Of Cracker. Not actually at the start of this episode, this music. Yeah, so why are we, why are we playing it? Well, otherwise we haven't we have it. We don't, yeah, we? otherwise we just have silence, Jed, and that's, that's podcast is kind of... The integral part of this podcast is sound. Yeah, no, that's true. Dead this air is, the, this is <laughs> a crime. It is a crime. This is the music you hear at the very end, the credit start at the end of the episode. Because right at the start of the episode, uh, you get 
a horse racing commentary. Yeah. Um, whilst the title sort of rolls, you've got Robbie Coltrane's name appearing. Yeah. And I think, that's, I think that's very clever, actually, because it instantly gives you one of his vices. And th- and this one of the things, I mean, Cracker is obviously a British institution, often voted one of the best, best British, one of the best British, one of the best British TV shows um, of all time, certainly in, in like the 90s. One thing about it that I noticed watching it this time around is Cracker is a little bit of a cliche himself. Fitz. Yeah. Um, I know his name isn't Cracker, but like <laughs> Fitz. Um, he is, he, you look at any detective show, literally any detective show, yep. and you have an anti-hero. You have a guy who doesn't play by the rules. You have a guy who is an alcoholic. You have a guy who's addicted to other things. Yep. G- gambling, women. Failed marriages, things failed like that. Failed marriage yeah. because he's so like hardcore <clears throat> into his work. And I'm just like... I never. Re- I mean, I was a baby when, like, when I was first watched this, and I just think that this is a little bit more, more. It's still great, but a bit disappointing. I was like, oh, I thought this was a little bit more original than that. But I already knew the beats. Mm. His wife isn't going to understand him. He's one of the best flipping uh, psychological criminal investigators there is, and his wife doesn't well, understand. Well, you say that, but I couldn't work out because I. I came into this quite blind. I didn't oh, okay. know a lot about the Cracker. I'd never watched really? it. Yeah, yeah. I'd okay. never used to watch it. So this was a fairly new thing for me to sort of delve into. And I couldn't work out at the start how exactly he was. So it, it appeared that he was a lecturer or at least a, an education, an educator. It doesn't seem that into it, though, sort. does he? But yeah, but he doesn't. <laughs> or he's definitely not a uh, an orthodox yeah. teacher, shall we say. Again, a little with, bit of a cliche. With a gambling problem. Uh, which is made quite evident with at least the opening commentary, let alone the the opening visuals when you see him and he's um, putting money into a slot machine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I question whether or not he's a drunk at the start. I think it's it, be, it, it becomes apparent that he he does like a drink. Let's Since put that you hear way. his accent, it's quite apparent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am joking. I am joking, of course. Um, but yeah, then I, it, was, it was it was quite confusing as to knowing what exactly it was he does and. And for a quite a large part of this, now this is a two-parter, yes. um, which... Um, I think we should only concentrate on part one because well, yeah, they we, didn't run consecutively. Um, correct, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was that It's a two-parter, and, and Cracker seems to be quite weirdly set out in that they were two-parters throughout the and run. And a couple of three-parters as well, yeah. yeah. Some but, very famous But they were shown like a week apart, so you'd have this sort of first half of a story and a yeah. resolve the week later yeah. and then the next week you'd have a start of a new story mm-hmm. still involving Fitz yeah. and resolve the following week or the third yeah. week after that. Um, and before we get into the, what actually happens in the episode or a rough summary um, my opinions going into this is that obviously Cracker's a classic but also it's the closest that I remember back in the days to a horror TV show. This seemed... I remember really? this being... Yeah, like a horror TV show. There are some episodes of Cracker that is essentially a slasher film. There where you see it from the point it's of little, view little of the serial killer. Yeah. It is a little bit bloody in places. Yeah, I mean, straight up, there's 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 people getting slashed. Yeah. Um, and I think... I mean, the writing, like Jimmy McGovern, it's just such good writing. Um, you see um, the premise of this is essentially there's been a double murder. Some beautiful dead girls show up, Yep. Um, got killed on a train. Uh-huh. And they They're look. a few weeks apart. I mean, yeah. the first one is sort of, uh, I think, in May, and then there's a June one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they sort of assume that they're connected. Yeah. And who turns up? They're a, a likely suspect, but problem is... 
He's got amnesia. Mm. But there is blood. Or has he? Yeah, and this is the thing. But being Cracker and knowing what like people know about this series, it's not going to be a, like a like an open and shut case. It's going to be a bit more interesting. So Fitz doesn't believe, well, at the start at least, that this guy is all that he seems. It's too obvious that he's the killer. Yeah, um, he's just playing the forgetting what's going on yeah. up, and it's like I don't. I, I mean, I will tell you yes if yeah. if that's what I've done. Then yes, but I don't remember exactly. And this is why it's called cool, because his um, the colleague like calls it the. The, the Mad Woman in the Attic. Yeah, um, which is the name of the episode. Yeah, exactly. And, and the Mad Woman in the Attic is when you lock away a memory and you just basically, because it's so horrific, you just try not to access it. Yeah. And you, you do everything you can not to access it. Like a Mad Woman in the Attic. She may be screaming, but you don't want to answer the door. Um, and I, I thought it was a really good analogy. And I mean... It's great. I mean, I don't want to spoil it. And again, I didn't watch episode two because we're only concentrating on the first episode. Yeah. And I couldn't remember where this goes. So I was... Because like I don't know what happens and how this is resolved, because I don't I don't, I don't actually even think I've watched this first episode. Um, so it's exciting to me. And I'm like, oh God, I need to watch episode two. Um, so that's one good thing. The other amazing thing about Cracker, besides the quality of the writing, and especially this particular storyline, is the casting is just spot on. You've got Christopher Eccleston in this. That true, mate. Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. And this is in ninety. DCI Bilbra. Yeah, twenty seventh September ninety three. Chris Eccleston. Yep. This must be one of the first things he did. Probably one of them. Um, I knew I recognised him. And I couldn't put his name to his face for ages. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> Doctor Who. Um, but yeah, so basically Fitz is brought in on this case because it's a bit of a weird one. Not, right, yeah, okay. I'm going to come in at this point yeah. now. So um, I can't help but disagree with you on the writing front. Really? Yeah, Jim because... Mac- wow, okay. There's been a murder on a train. There's been two murders. It's been a murder. Okay, there's been two murders. Two murders. <laughs> Sorry. It's been three murders. <laughs> He's not going to do it. Um, and, okay, so Fitz is, not, well, he knows of the second victim yeah. because she happens to be one of his students. Mm-hmm. Now, that's fine. I, that, I, can, I can go with that as being the lever, the lever as to why he's then involved. Yeah. But he doesn't, I, I just don't understand what he brings to the cops that would allow that would mean that they would allow him in. Well, I'll tell you what he he brings to the cops. So think of think of the X Files. You have one person in this particular episode, Penn Halligan, yeah, who is the straight person who mm-hmm. does things by the rules. Yeah, but also you need both sides of you need the yin and yang. You're right. She's the yin. He's the yang. Yeah, but I don't understand. <sighs> You need, and that's the that's the complete. Yeah, de- I get. I, I do understand that. Duo. in in the way that like Luther was, for example. Yeah. Um, and any of the other cop shows we've we've talked about. Every and single the, detective uh, series of all time, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I just. I don't know. For me, there's a couple of issues I had with it. Was that when the mum was told about um, so the the second girl, the one that Fitz knows. Yeah. When she when well, they told. Student. Yes, when they tell her parents, they just, I mean, they obviously were upset, but like it just didn't seem like it was, ah, you know. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, that's how I felt when I was watching. I was like, they don't seem that bothered. No, it's because they were in shock. 
Like someone gives you bad news, you're not instantly going to like burst out into tears. You'll just be like, you, 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 you're processing it, and that's what I thought that was just processing. Um, but I don't. I also don't. I don't really understand why fits because if you again going back to the comment about how when you first see him in the lecture room he starts throwing books into the yeah which is like saying like Descartes and yeah just throwing like psychologists names and their books out into the open and just goes forget all them forget all them lecture over and walks out like clearly doesn't really care or at least doesn't play by the rules I just don't understand why he's all of a sudden become so like self-centered on the fact that because he knew her because she was a student of his that he had to then Basically, force the parents yeah. into convincing the cops to let him on the case. Okay, I'm, I'm, it seemed a bit. It just seemed a bit dodgy. So okay, so someone he has. We already know he's addicted to gambling. He's addicted yeah. to to alcohol. He's addicted to women. Uh, later on, um, he has an addictive personality. Mm. So, and with an addictive personality, you go off on tangents. If you're every day, you're, you're a teacher and you're doing the same things over and over again, you're going to become bored with that. Yeah. So something quite exciting, have, well, someone you know, tangentially know, is murdered. That's going to be like, okay, this is my new thing now. This is, this is my new, I'm all in on this. That's why he cares. And also, probably get some big bucks for it, which will help with his gambling. And buy, <sighs> buy more beer. Yeah, but I, oh, I don't know. I'm just not convinced by it. I'm just not as convinced. I, I, I'll, I'll try a bit harder, right? So not only was Jimmy McGovern is just one of the classic like TV writers, writers in general. Um, you've got Robbie Coltrane at the height of his powers. This was also directed by Michael Winterbottom, right? Director Michael Winterbottom, who is just brilliant. Done a, a, a he done the trip more recently. Okay, done a bunch of great films. Um, he's one of the best British directors out there, and I think it looks looks good. This episode looks good. He's made Manchester look cinematic. <laughs> Um, I love Manchester, but it doesn't look like it does in Cracker. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to sort of poo-poo over anyone's uh, work. Yeah. I, ju- I just, for me, it just didn't feel quite as authentic as I wanted it to, okay. and I don't know what was missing from it. For, for me, it was either something missing or something just didn't sit right, and I can't, to be honest with you, can't quite put my finger on what it was, but right. it, it seemed to bother me as to why he was sort of. In on it, I, d- I couldn't see how they were gonna be, be, bring him in on well, it, only, like he, out of out of nowhere. It's not out of nowhere. He knew that girl. Yeah, but so out of, of nowhere, course... he's just suddenly had a, a change of heart to do, you know, to be a, an investigator, to be a, a psychologist of crime. You know, it's like, well, like surely, I, I don't know. Well, he, he he also brings he also brings um a, just a different angle to it. But it's not a coincidence that he. Was talk- he name checked all those philosophers and all those like important clever people mm. because he's like if I looked at it carefully he's probably everyone he's mentioned he'll bring all of their ideas into the way that he solves these crimes I'm sure him saying all that that list that order of names he's given is probably the blueprint for the next series yeah. I'm guessing very clever but anyway um, I'll tell you how popular this was like imagine a TV show right now like one of, some of the most popular TV shows right now EastEnders mm-hmm. whatever. They get 11, 12 million. Yep. Um, some, some some episodes, maybe 14 million. Yep. First episode of Cracker, straight out, no one knew what Cracker was. 17 million viewers. And that and usually the first episode is, is the biggest one. Nope. It goes up and up and up. 21 million. Really? The finale of season one, 25 million viewers. 
Whoa. Absolutely mental. And you know what? It just doesn't stop. Doesn't stop. 27 million viewers uh, season, end of season two. Season three, 21 million. Uh, season four. That's still a, a third of the population. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether, you, whether you're going. That's a lot of people, mate. Absolutely crazy. So is this this was in th- the zeitgeist. People I think, love this. Look, I mean, I one thing we have to always make sure we're, we're careful of doing when we, we do review these is we look back at it and some of the shows are old like 50s 60s and we've talked about them we've talked about how they might date or might age and that's mm-hmm. one of the commandments we always sort of look at yeah. you know this is true i mean it's 27 20 26 years old yeah it's been around a quarter of a century and i think there's just a part of me that maybe is a little bit blinded by the fact i've been spoiled by so much good tv since then mm-hmm. that maybe i'm missing the point that this was possibly one of the first British psychology crime kind of shows yeah. making an impact. I just know for me, it just there were just little, little tiny bits that I wasn't completely convinced by. But on saying that, I mean, I watched both parts mainly because I found a link where no, they no spoilers, please. No, no, no that's fine. No, well, that's why it. I've been a bit refrained in telling plots because I can't remember where the join is because someone had glued it together. Uh, so I didn't have the indication as to when the first part ended, the second part started. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, it, it was broadcast a week apart, so let's only do the first half. Um, I didn't see where it was going okay. until probably a minute or so before it happened. So, wow, okay. So, you know, again, trying not to take too much of the second part into consideration because mm-hmm. we do all, only talk about the pilot. Right. It's... It's good. Yeah. It is good. Okay. I ju- it just, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, can we run the commandments? I mean, that's always the best yeah, test, isn't it? Yeah, just one more thing I want to say about it is um, Cracker in general is one of the, some of the reasons why people consider it a classic is there are episodes in this. Um, for instance, there's a three-parter um, that involves Liverpool Football Club, um, a Liverpool fan, Hillsborough disaster, and basically a serial killer played by Robert Carlyle. Mm. Um, so you've got Robbie Coltrane versus Robert Carlyle prime time TV in the 90s absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant Um, I might watch that when I go home actually okay uh, but let's yeah, let's run through the All commands. Right, well, I mean, this is these are the things we look for. If you've only just been uh, hanging around with the podcast for a couple of weeks, these yep. these are the ten sort of pointers we kind of look compare look at a show with. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to watch episode two? I yes, mean, yes, I, mean, I am going part to. Two of, part two of it, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I did anyway. I think mm-hmm. I, I probably would even if it was in two parts yeah. physically. So I think, yeah, absolutely I would have done. Um, does it have a memorable theme tune? No, it doesn't have one. No, not the pilot episode. No, I think there might be one in later episodes, yeah, but yeah. pass. Um, does it introduce you to a new character or journey? Yeah. Yep, because he suddenly joins in the sort of crime-solving yeah. scenes. Uh, would you pause for a pee? I would, yes. I don't know if I would. Okay, we probably missed something good. Possibly, but I don't know if I care. Okay. So that's, again, that's, that's one thing. Uh, do you feel emotionally connected, love or hate with one or more of the characters? Yeah, I ruddy hate Coltrane. <laughs> He's a right nuisance. Well, that's good. It's a thin line between love and hate, so you love this. I hate him. Yeah. 
he annoys me endlessly for this episode. And I think that's the point. He's supposed to make you feel uh, uncomfortable, awkward. You're kind of like, well, all right, mate, chill out. No, who, calm you, down. Who do you hate more, him or Goldface from Krypton? No, Goldface, definitely. <laughs> Goldface <laughs> is a Goldface. twat. Um, Absolute twat. Would you recommend it? <laughs> 100% of course I would. This is Cracker. This isn't This isn't flipping Snatched, the TV show that we once did. This is Cracker. Not confidently. Okay, so you just kind of whisper it in there and I'm like, what, okay, what, well, what did you say? I mean, what? give it a go. But yeah. that's, it'd be more like a give it a go than a you've got really? to watch this. Okay. I think you need to watch on. I think you've missed something here. Well, no, because I've watched the whole first show, haven't I? I've I watched, the, watched the next one. <laughs> is there a mic drop? Yes, but then in that's technically two. in part two. Yeah, because there wasn't really one in part one. It's, yeah. Um, so I had to go back on that and go, no, because okay. it's not in part one. That's fair enough. Does it defy expectations? Not really. Well, I didn't really have a lot to go in with it, so that's, my, that helped, I think. But I, I would say no as well, because I went into this thinking, this is a Stone Cold classic. There's nothing that could possibly go wrong here. And for me, it mostly didn't, but... I can I take some of your criticisms on board, um, so yeah, it didn't defy expectations. It probably met mine just about. All right, has it aged well though? Again, that's that's the, my it's I think hard. I think my issue lies with those last two, maybe three. Mm. As a two as a brand new show, and I, I please I I understand the figures, right? And you can't you can't deny figures can't like not, that, right? You yeah. can't can't say anything. Against, but for me, if I was watching that on the 27th of September 1993, I would not have put it in my diary to make sure I was back in front of the television a week later for the 4th of October. I couldn't have been asked. What else are you watching in 1993? Power Rangers. I don't care. Whatever else. I mean, I don't know if Good I was. Answer. I don't know if I was that bothered at the end of part one, which again, I'm not entirely sure exactly where it is, but mm-hmm. basically the middle. I don't know if I would have been like, oh, I have to make sure I'm here next week. Like, I, I don't know if I felt that convinced by the first half of it. You know what people are shouting at you right now? Don't care. They're shouting, you're on the wrong side of history, mate. No, I'm not. And so I don't know. I Has it aged well? I still enjoyed it. I think it aged well. <sighs> it's not done badly. It's not... It's not. Like we've talked about some shows where they have aged badly because times have changed. Yeah. Our attitudes have changed. Exactly. Nothing of that comes into it. Mm-hmm. So it's... Kind of in that sense is a bit timeless, perhaps. But I, I mean, it's not aged brilliantly. Okay. And is the hype real? Well, given that figure and all the things that you said about it, and how I feel about it, for me, no. Hmm, that's interesting. And I, and I really hope the hype is very high for this show. Well, exactly. And you were telling me that like nearly twenty million people watched the first everyone episode. It. it was just it was just that everyone watched. And part of me thinks, you know, and I'm not, again, you can't argue with 17 million people, but I can't... Going up to 27 million. Exactly. But I can't understand there clearly wasn't anything else on the TV. <laughs> harsh. You're I a harsh man, Mr. Jay. I, I know I am sometimes, and I can't, I can't help that, but this is the point of the podcast, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Like, I've suggested shows. You have to be honest, yeah. I have suggested shows in this podcast that yeah. I thought were going to beat the ones that you suggested. You suggested wait... Snatched. Exactly. How big a mistake was that? I suggested Big Bang Theory. Also mistake, terrible. Mistake. Okay. I suggested Pug Wall. Is e- that number one, number two? E- e- no, it's, it's a little way further down. Um, <laughs> it's just the way it is. So I'm not massively, I'm not massively convinced by this. Hmm. You are, I know. But I mean, it's, it's a classic. And 
I don't care whether it's a classic. How do you feel about the first episode? Well, I'll score it at the end. Okay. Uh, well, we'll score it together okay. at the end uh, once we score uh, our second show, which is which is my choice. This is my choice now. Um, oh, it's going to get a hiding from me. Oh, it's so not because I know you're going to love it. <laughs> um, it is a show that has just uh, been released, season one on Netflix. Season two is just being aired in America. Um, and I'm really hoping they go for a season three because I've watched all of uh, both the first two seasons. You have, right. It, I have. And uh, we went away to watch the pilot of Bad Blood. Go on. Do you reckon these guys have seen The Sopranos? Really? <laughs> um, not only is this show Canadian Sopranos, which which I mean they're fully on board with, and not only does it have people from The Sopranos in it, but that theme song is just a right rip-off of The Sopranos theme song. How is it? It's the same instruments. It's not... Oh, I'm terribly sorry for using drums and keys and guitars. You know that... Bit. It's just like, all right, mate, just get your own, get your own tune, get your own theme song. They have got their own theme song. Don't, exactly the same. Listen, don't just sit here and start criticising just because I've had a go at Cracker. No, but you know what? I'll I, I freely admit, I, I like this show, but that theme song is a rip-off of the Sopranos theme song. What TV theme song isn't a rip-off of something else? Uh, around the Twist. You've got to give me that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, fine. I was also going to throw in Big Break, actually. Yeah, Scooby-Doo. Uh, yeah, Big okay. Break's a good theme song. But, I, by the way, I made this. I don't know if I told you this. I declared this on the radio What's a few that? weeks ago. I think maybe before Christmas. Okay. Um, the Big Break is the best TV theme song ever. It's only a game, so I've a real good fight. I'm gonna be snickering you tonight. I'm playing for my aim, so better believe I'm right. I'm gonna be snickering you, snickering you tonight. Big Break. Snickering you, snickering you tonight. Brilliant. Great show. It's on the list, by the way. It's got to be on the it's, list. It's on the list. We'll do Big Break eventually. What can they Big Break against? Generation game. Oh, another sports game. Like, question of sport or something. Oh, that's boring, isn't Yeah, it? I know. It's rubbish. But <laughs> yeah, we'll big, think of one. Big Break will win. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll think of um, one. Anyway, we're not, we're not doing Big Break. We're no. doing Bad Blood, um, which for... Another uh, double B, though. Indeed, but... For those who are unfamiliar with it, it's inspired by true events. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get that right at the start of the episode as well, and the, yeah. at the start of the pilot, um, which is called Scar Tissue, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get this opening sort of uh, screen based on true events. Uh, characters have been changed, location names, so on and so forth. So whether or not this is something that actually happened in, in Quebec, in Montreal, in, in Canada, yeah. or happened elsewhere in the world, and they've just decided we'll we'll put it there so that it's not attached to something real when they said uh <coughs> names and places have, uh, have been changed yeah. i thought they just went changed from tony soprano and new york to uh well, you montreal give, all right you've made your point okay, <laughs> okay you've made go. your point right, shut right. up <laughs> dipstick uh, you get this opening sequence and quite quickly you realize it's it's a, it's a mafia based thing um, yeah. the titles uh, start and you get the the blood running down the river so you, you know it's yeah. it's going to be quite a violent um program for sure it's so it's beautiful though cuz like you never really see montreal it's, yeah. it's montreal isn't it or yeah. Is it yeah yeah and I, I think there's there's an element of I, I totally agree with you actually on the theme front I I'm being silly but <laughs> the the title sequence and the theme there's lots of familiarity in it it's a little bit daredevil it's a little bit sopranos yeah it's a little bit um Peaky Blinders with a bell. 
Yeah. Is that kind of like tolling of the bell? Yeah. Um, Mostly Sopranos, but yeah, I get, I, I get what you <laughs> <laughs> I won't keep banging on about I, it. I am going to kill his microphone in a minute. I'll, I'll forget about it. I'll forget about it. <laughs> you get the opening intro and you get an explainer. You're going to get an, a narration yeah. uh, at the start, which is from Kim Coates, who plays Declan in the, in the show, um, who executive produces it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Sons of Anarchy, if people might think, oh, I know that name. Yeah, it's from Sons of Anarchy, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is one we haven't done yet. So we'll have to do that. We're saving point. that, aren't we? For yeah, we're going to do that against Mayans. Because that's the spin off. I mean, we know who's going to win. Well, Can I do. have Sons of Anarchy, please? No. <laughs> I'm not getting having Mayans. Um, all right, we'll pick something else. Then. Right, we'll. we'll do that another time. But um, I thought it was quite a clever idea, quite a clever vehicle to use. Uh, Declan, the character, yeah. as the sort of narrator, because you're going to you're going to go on the journey through him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is sort of right hand man to Vito, uh, Vito Rizzuto, who is the head of the mafia, and is basically in charge of everything: the docks, drugs, well, drug it, runs. He's in charge of the police, the city hall, city hall. Yeah, the building construction industry. Yeah. Every building that goes up is something that he's he organized, basically yeah. says yes to. Um, so Vito and the Mafia are in charge of everything, but there there is unrest in the camp, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, and Declan's job is to essentially look after the boss, almost like a private security, but also he's a kind of, it does lots of jobs for him. So he goes, yeah. you know, if I want you to go and do so-and-so, Declan, go and do it. And, and this it, starts in 1995, doesn't it? Uh, yes. The, the very starts 1995 well, and then jumps to 2005, so you can see the after effects of this deal that they've organised between the gangs. Yeah, so there's it starts in one year, um, and then it so it jumps this three three times as far as I can oh, make sure. So okay. Ninety five might be right. I, yeah. I haven't written I that down. Was, yeah. But there is a moment. Um, so we're going to go back to nineteen eighty one, and we're going to jump to two thousand six in this episode as well. Okay, let's do that. So there's there's three sort of time zones. But Nico is the son of Vito. So Vito's the the boss, right? He's his father is retired as um, the sort of boss of the mafia. And so he's got, and it's a sort of respect thing. If you've ever watched any of the gang stuff, mafia bits and pieces, there seems to be this sort of agreement, uh, almost like a gentleman's agreement between yeah. mafias that if if the boss retires, mm-hmm. you can't knock him off. Like you can't go and yeah, kill him. Yeah. Like he's basically protected now. He's like he's, he's served his time. If you were really going to kill him, you had to kill him when he was boss. Now he's now he's like he has to live out the rest of his life peacefully. And it's all very well doing that, but like, and if he's killed someone, like if he'd killed well, a exactly. member of your family, you'd be like, well, yeah, this, is, this, is, this is where the unrest comes because a lot of the younger generations of these gangs are coming up and like they don't like the way it was. It's always been done. They want to change things, mix things up, and included in that is Nico. Mm-hmm. who is the son of Vito. Now, Vico is very clean. He's out of the family business. Yeah. He's not involved. But he, he does, wants in, doesn't he? But he wants in, for yeah. sure, because he's kind of sick and tired of Declan being essentially given his place, where yeah. he should be at his dad's side. He's not, and Declan's kind of been in there for years and years I really like and years. that dynamic. They're just, it's the clever. dad trying to protect his son by giving all the dog's body work to someone else. And the son yeah. just really thinks that he should be the one doing that work with his dad because he knows yeah. nothing about his dad's business no he absolutely knows diddly squat about it and um, you know and De- Declan's been doing it for years and years and years Yeah. so he kind of came in as a I guess as a sort of minion in the group and and then worked his way up and, and became the right hand man for it all and, and yeah I think there's probably an element of that that happens in Matthew families and the boss wants to keep the family safe Yeah. so they keep the, the wives out of it uh, and the children are kept out of it a lot I mean Sopranos is a great way of example example of that because uh, Car- Carmela doesn't know anything about Tony Sopranos' yeah. um, work. She's just, you do what you do, 
Mm-hmm. And I'll live my life alongside you. I'm always here for you, but I don't want to know anything about it because then I can't be, you know, you it can't be used against you. Yeah. Um, and the kids as well. So, he's, so just just because I've only seen the first episode, this is about a guy who basically leads two lives. He has, he has his. I don't know if he does. So, so but he's not. He's not open. Is he? <clears throat> he's not open with. Well, the public, the general public. Do the general public want to see him as a businessman, don't they? Or that's mm. what he's trying to portray with, with I his think buildings? I think that's what he's trying to portray. Yeah. I mean, there's an element of this episode where he, he discusses with Nico, his son, Vito and Nico are talking, yeah. and they and, and, and Vito's very clear. He's like, I want to legitimise all the business. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to get it all straight, on the straight and narrow, so we go, you know, we're above board and, and just start doing things properly you know I'm getting on in, in years and you know I want things to be legit and that's why he sort of says to Nico I, want, I need someone who can be the face of it you know that's going forward yeah. so he's trying to bring Nico in but only on the legitimate side of things yeah. um, whilst this is sort of in sort of process um, there is a conversation that they're having on this tennis court while they're watching over the kids playing along that the uh, the old Bill turn up and and, well, Vito gets nicked and he gets sent to prison. Mm-hmm. Um, this is at the point where it jumps from current day, present day, whatever, back to 1981 because he's arrested for a crime that he committed back in 81. Well, he's stitched up. Yeah. That's what it, you, you, you certainly get shown that he is almost stitched up for this so murder. I, for some reason, I, I <clears> didn't <throat> understand that's what was going on until the end of the episode, basically, when it comes back to haunt him. Oh, okay. Um, so what happened? So like in 1981, so in 81, there was three obviously, deaths. So yeah, so Vito would have been like in Nico's shoes yeah, in yeah, yeah. 81. And he's he was sent down to wherever to go and basically do a favour for someone. Yeah. Another boss, another mafia's boss has asked a favour. Mm-hmm. So uh, Vito Senior, I can't remember his name, sorry. Yeah. Um, he is, uh, he instructs... Um, Vito to go down with his mates and deal with this thing. Right. So they're basically told to come out of the back during a conversation, mm-hmm. hold up the bar, bash a few people's heads in, nothing too bad, just yeah. just shake them up a bit. Anyway, it goes south because the guy who organised the whole thing basically turns on them and murders a lot of them. Yes. And, yes. Then they, and then it basically gets stitched up. So Vito and his crew get stitched up for the murder of them, despite them actually not having done anything yeah. In the first place. Right, okay. Uh, but the evidence points that way. I don't think I understood that was Vito, to be quite honest. I think that's what confused me. Oh, okay. Uh, so, okay. No, fair, fair enough. Having seen the episode twice now, because obviously I haven't yeah. watched it from start to finish anyway, and then going back and watching it again, yeah. um, maybe it was a little clearer for me yeah. on the second watching. Jumping but... three different time zones. It's, I mean, it was sort then, of very enjoyable. But then you get, go straight to current day where he goes, he goes to prison, um, yeah. and there's no way of him getting out of it. They've managed to work it so that there's absolutely no appeal against it. He's going to serve time. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the, the setup is the boss has been arrested. Mm-hmm. He's gone to jail. Yeah. But the business side of things has to keep running. Yeah. And Declan, being the right-hand man, is the man to step up and basically takes instructions directly from Vito and, and just executes the, the the plan from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's the gangs, there's the bikers, the kings, the, the Irish. Well, what's the biker gang called again? The Devil's... Devil's Kings? yeah. Um, I like that scene uh, where they are outside. Two of the Devil's Kings are outside 
Vito's house. Yeah. And uh, they think they're being pulled over by the police. And uh, it's actually Declan. Yes, and it's Declan. And they basically drives them to um, under a bridge and just shoots them in the, in the back. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, oh, wow. Wow, this is and, this and, is. and I think it's a demonstration of the power that yeah. Vito has and, and the mafia in that sense. Yeah. So, and it was like a crossover between a guy <clears> I want to mention, <throat> The Sopranos, and Sons of Anarchy. It was like, yeah. wow, it's like two worlds meet. It's, it's, especially the design of their jackets was very much like Sons of Anarchy. But I think a lot of bike gangs I do are of that, that similar yeah, yeah. similar style. They certainly you know have that same look. Ultimately, levers are important for, want to say it, but safety on yeah. a bike. Um, so decorate them up, absolutely yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so Nico steps up. This is the point where Nico thinks, right, I'm going to just jump in here. We need family running this thing so that the business continues. We need family at the top. So he gets pretty riled up that ne- the Declan's still kind of there yeah. um, making all the calls and things. So Nico kind of interrupts, tries to interfere, and in short, messes up. Mm-hmm. And Declan has to fix it all and undo it all. But he yeah. also has to answer to Vito. Yeah, so whilst yeah. Nico is running riot as a truant child, messing things up left, right and centre, Declan's having to put the fires out, report back to Vito, but also then look out for Nico as well, because now what Nico's done is upset everyone, yeah. and now everyone wants Nico dead. So this <clears throat> is based, or partially based on a true story, right? Yeah, true events. True events, because I know that um, some of the things that happen in here lead into the true life story of Donnie Brasco. Well, there are uh, the, I think That's the I end read. of the episodes, potentially, or start of the episode. I can't, there's little little flashes of actual footage, I think, of, of right, what okay. the actual story is based around. So yeah. some of the photos or black and white film of maybe some of the old gang leaders, mafia leaders, yeah, yeah, yeah. being arrested, being charged for things. That's cool. I, I mean, I think it's quite... I just found it really interesting and like um, just the, the kind of not only the gangstery side of it, but also like the interplay between the mistresses. Like, for instance, yep. one of the Michelle, we well, yeah, one of the mistresses but was paid off that he had another mistress. He was like, <laughs> I, I heard that this 20 year old, 20 year old got, got into limo. your limo. And he's like, oh, come on. It wasn't wasn't like that. And she's like, just be honest. Like, I, I realize I am the mistress in this situation, too, but. You can't have a mistress see mistress. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I put down that Michelle says that you know, I, I in actual fact, he, she's the only one that Vito's almost of uh, you know apologizes to. Like yeah. he's the boss. Yeah, yeah and yet yeah. she's like, no, you do, you respect me, or we just this isn't happening. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, sorry, no, you know, and it's and it's quite weird. It's quite a funny dynamic, but you're right. Yeah. It, it's 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 really interesting to see someone who is essentially just excuse the phrase, but a bit on the side. Yeah, who's actually bossing around the boss of the mafia with no with no fear of yeah. what he could and probably has done in the past. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Go. Compare this yep. episode to the first episode of The Sopranos. Similar, so, similar genre. Very similar in general. Um, there's a few things, and these, these are the main differences for me. Yeah. In The Sopranos, the head of the mafia there is Tony Soprano. So you're yep. following him as the main character, the protagonist. You're seeing into his head, seeing his life. Yeah. In this, Declan is really the, the main guy character. you're following. And the head of the mafia or the, isn't really... You don't really know what's in his head. He seems quite a cold character. Yeah. Um, I warm more to Tony Soprano than I do to anyone here. And Tony Soprano, he's, yep. a, he's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, but, I agree. But there's no one in... Maybe Declan, but he's a mean mother. Yeah. 
maybe one of the mistresses. Like I'm, I'm like she's she's my guy. But like, there's no one really in the show that I can kind of like, you know, I'd want to hang out with. I think it's a fair point. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I um, I don't feel anything good for Declan. He's he's just a. And it's really hard because I know what happens and where it goes. Yeah, here, don't. But... I am going to watch it. I do. <clears throat> des- I, I actually, when I watched episode one, I was like episode two in the bag tonight. Maybe. Yeah. Um. I. Th- it's. It's hard because you know I don't think you're supposed to feel anything for Declan. A other than maybe, he is just doing as he's told. Is a bit. Is a bit robotic. A bit android about him because. He doesn't make decisions. He's just acting on decisions that are given and, and directions that are given to him. Yeah. Um. So. There's a, there's an element of like loyalty, mm-hmm. definitely from from Declan's point of view in that sense. But why is he look? Nico like... annoys me no end. I mean, if you want, oh, I mean, straight about... to his face, slappable. <clears throat> we we talk about the commandments. Yeah. Do you um, do you feel emotionally connected to anyone? Vito, uh, on, only no. a fraction. That in what he's now doing is trying to legitimise it to make sure that his family. It's the family thing. It's like he's looking after the family and they're thinking, after all these years, we've done all this, we're, we're in control, let's just make everything legit. And it's kind of like he's trying to do good. And he's it's been sti- too and, much bad. Yeah, and he's been stitched up. Yeah. I understand that and I it's agree. Like, it's like dropping an atomic bomb on a country <clears> and then <throat> afterwards going, no, I won't. I'll, ch- I'll turn over a new leaf now. I'm a good guy now. It's like, mate, you've just killed yeah, tons yeah. of people. Okay. I just think there's there's only a small element, but I think there's an element of maybe he's turning good. Let's see. Uh, Nico immediately annoys me. There's something about the loyalty from Declan that makes me think, well, yeah, you know, he's a man who gets stuff done. He's a man who does as he's told. Yeah. Tell you what, like, good casting. Again, yeah. good casting. Yeah. Nico, he's meant to be a little bit annoying, I yeah. feel. I've just realised that... Perfect annoying face. Um, Vito's <laughs> dad is also called Nico because it's Nico Jr. Yeah, yeah, So it's yeah. Nico, Vito, Nico. But, oh, God. So, so top Nico, senior. Yeah. Um, I, again, like, because he's an old guy and he's sort of like, he's been there. I know, appreciate that he's, he was the boss of the mafia and he probably done a lot of things and ordered a lot of things to go on. Yeah. But there's an element of, like, you know, he's a frail old man. And sort of, you think you hope that you know they can all be legit. I don't no know. No sympathy. No sympathy. I'd, if I was in the card, I'd knock him <clears> over, <throat> do a runner. Um, I, I mean, uh, uh, Bruno, who is the sort of spokesman for for Devito, he's the one that wears the scarf and the overcoat all the time. He's always one. He's the peacemaker. He's always trying to. All right, oh, okay, the okay. peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I quite like him. I think he's quite. I liked a, him. He's yeah, quite actually. a quirky character. When, when they were torturing that guy, he's like. When they were like, he's a bloody pulp. He's like, yeah, we we call him the peacemaker. <laughs> just like yeah. Jesus Christ, like why yeah, is he, he a was, peacemaker? He, he doesn't like the blood. He doesn't. He doesn't like it. So you know, <laughs> we, we'll, we'll do no more of that. I did like how they, how they kind of uh, got the information out of him, beat, beat him to a pulp, then pushed him on on a hook yep. to like the end of the the warehouse where a big truck hit him. Yep. So he was basically in bits, just barely able to speak. Yeah. And they, he, he gives him the name, and he gets shot in the head. Yeah. Um, Got the information, didn't they? Got the information. Declan getting the job done. Do yeah. To be fair, you want a guy like that on your side, don't you? Well, that's what I'm thinking, and and I, I look forward to her seeing what you think in the coming episodes yeah. and and for season two as well, because yeah. I know where it all goes. I've and got another question for you. Go on. So this is obviously tied in to Sons of Anarchy a little bit. It's that kind of. In it's terms, of that ilk. Yeah. 
the first episode, I mean spoilers for a future episode of the show, first episode of Sons of Anarchy was brilliant. Yep. First episode of Sopranos was brilliant. Yep. This is a couple of steps down from either of those two. Agree. Cool. End the show. So, guys... uh... But that's why I think the one thing they have in this that's what the others don't is this next time bit. The bit at the very end. Did you watch it on Netflix? I did, yeah. Okay, so right at the very end, there is a next time on Bad Blood. Yeah, yeah. And you get like a minute of montage from the next episode. I skip that. I skip that. Right. Which I think you've missed a trick here because I think if you watch that, the answer to the first question, the first commandment, do you want to watch episode two? I'm asking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wanted to watch episode two after five minutes. I was like, I like this show. You would have wanted to watch it. You would have watched it immediately had you watched that. I think that's cheating, though. That's cheating. Is it cheating? Is it using a vice you've got at your disposal? It is a bit cheating, yeah. considering we talked about Transformers and um, Robotech a few weeks ago, yeah, and they both shows. used um, the kind of like, uh, don't go anywhere, yeah. coming right up after the break. Yeah, Transformers and Decepticons, Autobots. Robots in disguise. So, I mean, there's, there's little tools and things like that that you can use, and yeah, to be honest tricks. with you, in a kid's cartoon, fine. In this, well, a bit cheaty, but... yeah. Do you know what? Also, it so- works because I think there's stuff that happens in that flash, and you're like, "Oh, what?" Yeah. Well, that that works and- if this was on network TV, <clears throat> but on Netflix, what's the point? Yeah, true. <laughs> true. No, it's, it's yeah. a fair point. It's a fair point indeed. Um, all right. Well, look, let's let's quickly run the commandments against bad blood. Let's do it. Uh, does it want to make you watch episode two? Correct. Yes. yes. Does it have a memorable theme tune? No idea. Not what it is. particularly. Um, does it introduce you to a new character or journey? Yes, because Vito yeah. goes away and Declan sort of has to step up into yeah. top job, as exactly, it were. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, it does. Um, would you pause for a P? Yes, in my answer. <coughs> yes, I would. Do you feel emotionally connected, love or hate, with any of the characters? Declan, I maybe. think Nico's an absolute tool. Yeah. he He's, he's the girl face of, of the crew. I... I was no, not yet, not yet. Okay, maybe, okay. maybe right. I will in the next episode. Would you recommend it? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Is there a mic drop? No, there's a body, couple of body drops, but there's a couple of, yeah, a few of those. <laughs> Does it defy expectations? I went into this with zero expectations, and it was better than I thought it was. So yeah. maybe you can say that it did defy expectations. Okay, cool. Has it aged well? Well, it was only released in uh, September 2017, yeah. but still. I mean, I think it will age well because it is historic. It's something yeah. about a historic piece of history. Um, so, yeah. Okay, and is the hype real? Only you hyped it to me. Like I didn't know anyone else who's even seen this, but I will hype it to other people, actually. Well, so from what I sort of bigged it up last week when we yeah. chatted, did you enjoy it that you know equal amount? Yeah, I forgot how much... I actually forgot mm. that this was a show. I had to look on, on our list that we have, our own <laughs> personal list. I was like, bad blood, what's that? So I went in with zero expectations. Right. And I was pleasantly surprised. Cool. So let's do it then. Let's score them um, okay. and put them in the league table. So, Cracker. Cracker. The First, Mad Woman in the Attic. I'm going to give it 7.5, um, mostly because I don't think I've seen this episode before. I thought it was exciting. It makes me want to watch the second episode. Um, it's Robbie Coltrane at the top of his game, and it's just a bunch of really cool people 
I think it's really well written, and um, yeah, I'm going to watch episode two tonight. Alrighty, I'm going to um, lift my score. So you've done a job Ooh, of um, kind of backing up your argument to put this one on the list. Yeah, I'm going to give it a six. Oh my god, what would it start at? Five. Oh my god, what are you doing? Don't look at me like that. I'd... Six. So six plus seven point five. Thirteen point five. Doesn't make anywhere near the top fifty, does it? 13? Yeah, 13.5. No, not in close. It's in the weirdo zone almost. It's nearly, it's, it's below the weirdo zone. Right, okay. That's close. Sorry, mate. I mean, it's just, for me, it's, I, I, I don't care to watch anymore. 13 and a half. What's that next to? Um, God knows. 13. We, we can I'll find that, that later, in a second. Yeah. I'll find that in a second. Let's do Bad Blood and then okay. I'll, I'll chuck them in the league first. table. Well, I gave it two scores and it depends whether or not you're going to allow, which one you're going to allow. I gave it a score before the next time bit and then I gave it a score after that. I mean, it's part, the the next, it's, it's part of the show. If it's part of the show, you have to include it, I guess. Okay, 8.5. Whoa, what are you doing? It was a 7.5 before that. A 7.5 is a fairly good score, but you, it's not like... You've given it... Not one. top of the game. Wow, okay. That's that fr- next time bit makes you want to watch episode two. That is, in one minute, you're right, you're in right. 45 minutes of watching the show, I was like, I like this, I'm going to watch more. Yeah. So we're in trying to find... Lo- in that last minute... Yeah. I immediately wanted to watch episode two, and okay. thanks to the fact I have Netflix, I did. Yeah. And I think I watched three episodes back to back. So we're, we are trying to find the best pilot episode, and if the best pilot episode includes an enticing sneak peek at next week, then that's what it does. That's what it does. I'm going 8.5, mate. Okay. I'm going to give it uh, a decent score. Go on. Seven. Cool. Um, I expect probably after I've watched a few more episodes, I'll want to lift that, but I can't. My first, <coughs> my gut feeling is it's seven at the moment. It's not as good as Sopranos. It's not as nope. good as Son of, Son of Anarchy. Um, it is good though. That's the thing. And um, if we could give quarter scores, I'd give it seven in the quarter, but we can't. <laughs> it's a seven. It is a seven. All right, fifteen point five. Decent. That's a good score. Decent score. Which weirdly. Is um the, last week we gave this is strange. You think everything's strange in this bloody podcast <laughs> at times, but um we gave last week horrible histories thirteen point five. Once yeah. upon a time, life fifteen point five. This week, huh. cracker thirteen point five. Bad blood fifteen point five. Wow! Wow! Predictions for next week's scores. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they go in uh sort of amongst decent company. So uh let's do horrible histories and cracker because I haven't put them in the league table yet. Okay. Uh, well, while you're doing that, I just want to say thank you to Dalek Emperor for creating a little oh, video yeah. for us. That's amazing, by yeah. the way. Thank you so much for doing that. Go onto Twitter, guys, and uh, check out at uh, the Dalek Emperor or Dalek Emperor. Just Google it, you'll find it. Well, I shared it. I think you shared it yeah. as well, didn't you? And he has made a video of our uh, was it top five top or ten. ten? Our top ten. Uh, when we did the countdown on New Year's, we went through the top 50 in a, in a very fast-paced way. So he's made like a 20 to 30 second video uh, of our top 10. Um, us just seeing what it is. And he's done graphics to it. Very well done, mate. Like, really appreciate really it. Good. It looks cool. Very, very cool. Um, so, yeah, if you want to, keep doing those. Uh, take little snippets out of our shows, the best bits, and animate it or do what you want. Um, I don't know. Um, and, yeah. We'll be pleased to share it. And guys out there, if you do want to uh, follow us on Twitter, well, we'll get to the watch shows we're doing next week, but we might as well do it now. Let's I'm, do the Twitters now. I'm at Jed Shepherd, which is J E D S H E P H E R D. And we do do that every week, by the way. We do. And, and I'm on Twitter at The Jellyman. That's T H E E Jellyman. Yeah. 
Uh, so tweet us uh, shows you're watching. Are very welcome. Yeah, um, please so do. We'll su- add it to the list. Suggest stuff. Uh, we will try and you know dive in and out of different genres and yeah. different eras. So if there's something you're watching, maybe something you're rewatching for second time in many many moons, then let, let us know what it is, and we'll dig out the pilot and have a look. We will. Um, but next week, oh, I've already got one in mind. Okay, well, technically it's me first. Okay, but, but no, I'm happy. What are you thinking? You're going to guide me, maybe? Uh well, I had one in mind. I wanted to. Do it as soon as possible because I um, go on then. I I want to start rewatching it. I've I think I've watched three episodes, but it was quite a long time ago. So I want to start from the start again. It's currently on uh, for on demand. So if you've got that, okay, app, cool. Go to the website. You can watch it for free. Um, and it is Misfits. Ah, oh, right. Wow. I haven't watched this, but it's a show that I have on numerous occasions yep. thought about. I need to sit down and watch this because people always recommend they it. They all do it to me. I've, I've only watched three episodes, but I'm okay. going to start from the start. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to try and, try and persist this time. Okay, so teenagers, outcasts from society. Yeah. Da, da, da. Could be anything. Have we done Beverly Hills 902? We did do Beverly Hills 90210. We did, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was about four or five months ago now. Was it? Didn't get a bad score either. I know, I enjoyed it. It was I a good show. It. it was good. Oh. Um... I can't. Do you know what? I don't think I have seen this for a long time. But can we do Skins? I have never seen a single episode okay. of Skins. Okay, it's teenagers. Yeah, transitioning to adulthood. Just sexy slight out, things. Slight out, a little bit like Sex, uh, sex Education on Netflix, the new nice. one. Yeah. Um, Directed by Kay Heron. Please do watch that. Um, yeah, but um, that's really good, by the way, as well. Because I finished, you finished that. it, didn't you? Yeah. It. What do you yeah. think? Re- loved it. Not my vagina. Loved it. Although. <laughs> although <laughs> We'll talk about this another time, but yeah, um, Kate, Kate, Kate will come on, director of uh, Sex Education, some point in the future. Let's do that. Okay, the Misfits versus Skins next week for Take Ninety One. I'm excited. Yeah, I am. I'm excited. His... I remember Skins was better than I, in- I remember it, like expecting it to be. I'm really so. There's certain shows, whether it's aged well or not, is another yeah. matter. There's certain shows that I hear about from other people. I'm like, I'm never going to watch that. Skins is one of them. Another one was in between. It's another one was Friday Night. Friday Dinner. Night Dinner. And I you love the other two. I, lo- I actually genuinely love in between. It's Friday Night Dinners a lot. I think so, you might have a third one on your list there, mate. With Skins. I don't know. Or could it be the could it be the difficult third album? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Find we'll out see. next week on Take Ninety One: Misfits versus Skins. And uh, that just leaves me to say. See you later, alligator. In a wall. Crocodile. Rules of the sea, mate. Rules of the sea. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. <laughs>